Welcome to the Bold and Balanced Mama podcast, where we will learn how to cultivate a lively, fierce, fun, and unashamed motherhood. We see it everywhere, this culture of a burnt-out mom being the norm. This hot mess mom running on fumes is not the life we were called to live. We are meant to thrive as women who run after God first and then pour into our family from a full and well-cared-for heart, soul, and body. We see every other mom doing it all, yet most of us deep down are struggling to be it all. There is balance as a mom. I don't believe it is a myth, but that will look different for all of us. And there is a healthy way to do this without running ourselves to the ground trying. We will be talking all things health, wellness, mindset, and pursuing what God has for us in the season we're in. I can't wait to chat with you. So grab a cup of coffee or a matcha or listen while you're doing the dishes or folding the many loads of laundry, mama. This is your host, Caitlin Martinez. Enjoy the show. Let me start by saying one thing. Period cramps, PMS, major mood swings, bloating, all those things are very common, but that is not normal. And I'm here to tell you, mama, friend, sister, that you are not meant to live this way. You were not meant to dread your period and only live your life in these two weeks of your cycle every month and hate the other two weeks. You were not meant to live in bed and bleed and dread that time in the month and warn your whole family that you're going to be a real witch coming next week and warn your whole family that I'm probably going to be in bed or throwing up or have major cramps and I need to stock up on all the medication. That's not what your life should be like. And yet we normalize it and it's never okay. Today, we're going to talk about how to live in the four parts of your cycle. Yes, there's four phases of your cycle. Did you know, unlike men, we go in four phases, whereas men is a 24 hour cycle and ours is like 28 days, you know, close to 30 if you want to, it depends on you. But what I'm saying is we are not men. Our cycle is different in the month. It differs and there's four different phases. And so today we're going to talk about what that looks like in each of those phases, what your hormones look like in each of those phases and what you can do in your life to live in those phases and thrive in each of those phases because we are not the same on day one as we are on day 28. We're not. So we're going to talk about that today and I'm really, really, really excited. Let's dive in, shall we? PMS can be caused by a number of things, over-exercising, stress, under-eating, intermittent fasting, excessive toxins, um, estrogen dominance, which you probably hear a lot about, can all hurt your cycle. And really just us as women, we're not meant to run all the time. We're not meant to be in a fight or flight state. We're not meant to under eat. 
We're not meant to diet and restrict or binge. We're not meant to intermittent fast, right? We're not meant to do that. We're not meant to have all these excess toxins that our body is not able to get out. First of all, we shouldn't be putting the toxins in our body, right? You've talked about this many times before in the podcast, but those are things that can disrupt your cycle. You're like, Caitlin, I know my cycle. It's my period. No, listen up, friend. Are you listening? This is super, super important. Four phases. Day one of your cycle is your menstrual phase. Obviously, you know, this is when you bleed. This is where you're shedding your lining because there is no baby. So that's how you know you're not pregnant. So for some of you guys, that's hard. Seeing your period every month when you've been trying to have a baby is hard. Or the opposite, seeing your period every month is a good sign because you're trying not to have a baby. Now, you may be having a quote-unquote period, and you may be on birth control. That's a whole other topic, but at the same time, birth control and period on your birth control is not a period. You are not ovulating. You are suppressing your hormones, and so it's called a period bleed. You are not bleeding from your period. You're not shedding that lining. It's not natural, and birth control is is not healthy. It should not be the first line of defense in all your hormonal imbalances or acne or PCOS. The list goes on and that's a whole other topic we can go on. But just FYI, you're not having a period if you have birth control. Okay. Your hormones are at the lowest here. What does that mean? Do you ever think back and, man, I feel really tired during my period and yet I'm pushing myself. If you're like me, I used to teach group fitness classes and I would even when I wasn't teaching, as a matter of fact, I would work out super hard. I would teach hit classes and do body pump and do body combat and teach body attack multiple times a week. No matter what time of the month I was in, what part of the month my, what part of the month I was in, what part of my cycle I was in, and yet I felt like garbage. I wasn't lifting enough. I was really hard. I was super tired and drained. Um, I was starving because I was burning so much. So listen. This is the time where your hormones are at your lowest and you should not be going for a three mile run or running that 5k or doing that marathon. Sorry to burst your bubble, doing the HIIT training or the long hour cardio session on your Peloton and breaking all these goals and then hating yourself because you couldn't break the goals, you know, or this is ideally a time where you are restorative. You are doing a light weightlifting if you feel good. Lately, I feel really good. So I'm doing weightlifting during that time, not intense, fast heart rate racing, weightlifting, light stuff, uh, restorative yoga, go for walks outside, listen to your body. And we as women need to stop forcing our bodies during this time of the month, especially to stick to the program or the training or whatever because you're probably going to keep gaining weight. You're probably going to keep being sick. You're probably going to feel like garbage because this time of the month, it's not meant for you to do that stuff. Listen, ideally take it easy. Take some naps. If you're tired, prioritize rest, cut back on caffeine because caffeine reduces the amount of magnesium in your body. What does that mean? Magnesium is the first mineral to go when you're stressed. It is also depleted when you're in your period. So upping your magnesium during this time of the month is really important. Also cutting back on caffeine is going to be really important as well. 
caffeine dehydrates you. So making sure you're not losing a lot of, especially if you're losing a lot of blood, it's not really good for you. Caffeine raises your cortisol. So if you're already stressed and depleting that and you're in your lowest part of your hormonal cycle, it's not good to add all the caffeine. Fill up on good, rich bone broth, nutrient-dense foods, red meats, which is another thing. You think that red meats have a ton of iron. While they do, you're really looking at vitamin A and copper, all those good things. So get in nutrient-dense food because you're losing a lot of blood. Not a lot, but you're losing blood. You're losing nutrients. So for your brain, what are you doing during this time of the month? You're looking inward, you're planning, you're you're reevaluating, you're brainstorming. This is a great time for you to sit, not making on your calendar, putting a social outings and things like that. You're not going to feel your best. It's not the best time to do that if you can. Get to bed earlier. Do not stay up late binge watching all the things. If you're like me, it's been the rookie. I know it's like a weird show, but that's been my thing lately. Uh, because let me tell you, the bachelorette has really sucked. It's just been horrible. So stop watching that. If you're with me, message me. Cause yes. Anyways, that was a tangent. Prioritize rest. If you are super tired, you're drained, you have horrible cramps and bloating, nausea, throwing up. Those are key signs. You're probably struggling with estrogen dominance. What does that mean? Caitlin? It means that the second part of your cycle, which will go on into a second, go up the second part of your cycle, which we'll talk about in a second, you should be estrogen lower. You should be higher in progesterone and lower in estrogen. When that is out of balance, you're not calm. It's going to hurt your period. All right. So what do you do to lower your estrogen in the second half of your cycle? Things like reducing toxin overload in your system not using Teflon when you're cooking. We've talked about this before, using beauty counter products and products that are clean and toxin-free and products that are not harming your body, not using crappy ingredients in your foods and crappy ingredients in your cleaning products, things like that. That's going to lower your estrogen. Also lowering your stress and then living in this cycle sinking is just important. Okay, let's keep going. So you're out of your period, which is like ideally five to seven days. If it's shorter, there's issues. If it's longer, there's issues. So look into this. I'll give you resources. Like I'm reading the book in the flow woman code. Those are really good books. I'll link those in the show notes. Some people that I follow that are really amazing about cycle syncing. I can link to the show notes as well. So the follicular phase is like, you are starting to feel good. If you are really in tune with your body, if you if you prioritize tracking your period and tracking your cycle, you'll see right after your period ends, you start to get some energy back. You start to feel good in the gym again. You start to feel like I'm going to lift some more. And I can run harder. I can cycle better. That's normal. Your hormones are on the rise and that estrogen is rising. That estrogen is what builds muscle. It's what gives you gives you endurance. It's what gives you all these endorphins, it's really, really good. We we downplay estrogen a lot because estrogen dominates, but estrogen in the first part of your cycle is very important. Your body is preparing for a baby and getting ready to ovulate. So all these hormones are rising, preparing your body to ovulate and, you know, hopefully if you want to have a baby, be fertilizing that egg. So you start to incorporate more cardio. This is a time where it's okay to incorporate more cardio. Um, you can handle more carbs this time of the month and you're not, you're less insulin sensitive. I believe. Let me go look back and look on that, but you can handle carbs better. I know that 
So you're higher in hormone. You can build more muscle during this time. You can go for longer runs, all those kind of things. Can I talk about that for a second? I hope you gave me permission because we equate high cardio, high intensive training, long cardio, long runs, and we celebrate that as women. And yet some of us are really struggling. We may be super skinny and getting great distances in our runs and great times, but our digestive digestive system is jacked up. We can't sleep. We're not hungry in the mornings. We're not eating enough. This is a key sign. You probably should stop running. I know. I know you love it. The runner's high, the adrenaline, the getting away from the kids, just getting off there and just tuning out and running in the wind in your hair, whatever you do. I get that. But you're also running yourself to the ground. If you are not sleeping well, if you are not nourishing your body, if your bowel movements are not on point, then you need to stop running. Cardio like that is going to kill you. It's probably not the best thing for women, period. Lifting is better. Cardio is really not ideal, especially for hormones and thyroid and adrenals and gut and all those things, which helps you balance your blood sugar if it's not in check. Like all these things are super important. And yet we run ourselves to the ground just by running and under eating and over exercising. Okay. So even if you feel good, if you're all those points are not in line, sleep, digestion, mood, all these markers that doctors don't really talk about, if there's not, those aren't in line, you need to stop what you're doing because it's not working for you. Then you hit the ovulatory phase. Now, if all those markers are hitting right on point, then ovulatory is a time you can run crazy hit cardio. You can do that long mile, long run, do it like endurance things. This is a time where you are at your prime. Do you ever realize why? Right now your body's like, hey, I want to make a baby. Hey, come have sex with me. I hope you are not listening to this with other kids around because you have earbuds in. This is important. This is like, I am so confident. I feel so sexy. I am like amazing. That is normal. How do you know you're ovulating? You take your temperature in the morning every day. This is how you plan a family naturally, by the way. I stopped birth control probably a year after I got married. I haven't been on it since. And we've had three babies. First one wasn't planned. You know my story about that. But the other two, we planned them. I know when I was ovulating, I was checking my my temperature every morning. And when it rose a lot, then I knew I was ovulating. So during that time of the month, you have like five days, your ovulatory phase, you find yourself super sexy, all the things you're attracted to men, you're not crazy. Okay. Like that is your hormones, like on overdrive. So enjoy your husband. If you're not trying to have a baby or avoid this time and do other things without intercourse. Okay. You're welcome. Testosterone is super high. So that's why you feel so good lifting weights and running all those things. Time to have sex. Here's the girl's secret. Everybody asks me, like, um, I'm just bound to have a boy, bound to have a girl. This is the thing. If you have sex before or right on the day you ovulate, you're going to have a boy. Sperm, male sperm lasts longer. The female sperm, you get what I'm saying, is going to be shorter. So on the day after you ovulate or the is going to be key. That's how I knew I was having a girl. 
There you go. Little bit of a secret for you. Okay, so this is a week to do interviews. This is a week to be out and about, making videos if you run a business, taking pictures. Like you are glowing and you're confident and you feel the best. This is the week to do it. Okay, the five days to do it. Listen, if you are still struggling with healing, if you're healing your adrenals, healing your thyroid, all these things, please do not go hit hard the gym. Okay, this is if you're in a good place your healing journey and your metabolism is really on par, all these things, then you can do those. Okay. Next phase is the luteal phase. So we're in the last phase of your cycle and this is the longest and can be the hardest for some. PMDD is a huge sign you're struggling with estrogen dominance. Does not mean you're destined to have PMDD the rest of your life. I can be completely transparent with you right now. This year has been so eye-opening for me. I used to say I'm not addicted to exercise. I, I'm not over-exercising. Over yet I was. I still was. I was addicted to doing something hard every single day of the week. And the only day I didn't work out hard was Sunday. Body pump, body attack, body combat, all, all really high-intensity stuff. It didn't matter what part of the cycle I was doing or was part, didn't matter what kind of part of the cycle I was in. And I would get these massive mood swings. I never have cramps. I, I just don't, but I'd get massive mood swings. Like I would just be snapping at my kids and so impatient and losing my mind. This, this was probably up until two months ago. And I started weaning back my workouts, the second part of my cycle in this luteal phase. And I started doing Paragon performance training, which is mostly lifting, very little cardio. And it has really changed me. And I say this with full transparency because I understand the adrenaline high, the endorphin rush of cycle and spin and lifting really fast weights, teaching body pump. I loved it. But can I be honest with you? I was doing my body a disservice. I would have cravings for sugar and carbs like nobody's business. I would be hungry and insatiably hungry the second half of my cycle. And I would just binge. So I would lose some weight the first part of my cycle. And the second half after ovulating, I would just go on a binge every night. And I would want all the carbs and I'd bake all the paleo things. And it was like exhausting. And I was pushing through all the workouts because I felt like I would lose my body that I gained when really I was going backward and I was in a horrible cycle. This time of the month, don't diet. This time of the month, you can track your macros and track what you're eating, but realize that you need about 276, 278 more calories in this cycle because your metabolism is amped up. So dieting here is a no-go. If you find yourself on this like diet plan and the first two weeks after your period are like, awesome. I feel so good. I'm smashing this. And then the second part, you're like binging and reaching for all the things at night because your sugar cravings are so high because you under ate all day long and you're over-exercising. Like you are driving yourself into the ground. You are asking to have PMS. You are asking to have estrogen dominance. You are asking to have cramps and period problems. Is it worth it? Is it worth it to get your pre-mommy body back. It's not. 
You may notice that people are super skinny and have six-pack abs, but ask them those health markers. How is your sleep? How is your appetite? How are you feeling? How's your mood? Are you hungry all the time? Are you binging? Like, ask them those things. Those are key health markers that doctors do not ask. Take care of yourself. I promise you, the mood swings will level out when you start living in the cycles that you're meant to live. I've never had bad cramps or PMS, things like that. And I want to help you with this. So besides all those tips and living in those phases and and doing them well, here's some time. Oh, I forgot to mention this. Back in the luteal phase, it's okay to say no to things. It's okay to relax and rest and turn inward again towards your period. And like as you're leaning into your period soon, it's okay to read more and say no to outings and say no to, to like being out and about. It's really okay. So are my top tips for living in your cycle and sinking your cycle? Reducing harmful products. Talked about that. Using organic pads, tampons, and a menstrual cup. I am very pro menstrual cup. Um, I use Diva Cup. Talked about this before in other podcasts, but Diva Cup is very, very, it's my favorite. There's so many out there now though. Like go try to find one and they're really helpful. Um, I love them. I, I, during my two heavier days, I maybe change them twice, maybe, and once before I go to bed. So it's just, they hold a lot. They're comfortable. I don't feel them. I can lift in them. They don't come out. They are amazing and they are very cheap. You're not spending money on tampons or pads and you know, wasting just stuff. Like that's money. First of all, going down the drain. Second, you're adding to the trash load on our environment. So, and then all the nasty ingredients in most or or most pads and tampons. Okay. So if you don't feel good with the cup, try to find the cleanest, most organic tampons or pads, cut gluten and dairy and sugar for a time. So if you are finding you have blood sugar handling issues, like you're up and down, up and down, there's a whole other topic, but at the same time, managing blood sugar is very important. If you find yourself craving sugar like crazy, maybe reducing it. And for me, I just can't have it in the house. I find other sources of sugar, like fruits and honey, sometimes not very often coconut sugar, but maple syrup, things like that. Cutting out gluten and gluten sensitivity is a very real thing. And so many women struggle with it. And cutting out gluten for a lot of us can help heal our gut. Okay. We talked about gluten before cutting inflammatory oils. Talked about that before too. Things like this. Like it's not just that one, five or seven days of your cycle in your period that you need to worry about. It's your whole life that's contributing to PMS and PMDD and all those things. Okay. Exercise according to your cycle. We talked about that exercise lifting the second half is incredibly important. Do slower lifts. You can go heavier this time. Do cardio if you're feeling okay in the first part and do yoga and, and restorative movements. Go for walks daily to get your vitamin D. I would not necessarily supplement vitamin D. Once again, I'm not your doctor. This is informational purposes only, but I would highly consider reducing or getting off of vitamin D supplementation and getting outside regularly. Okay. Um, sleep, reduce stress by giving your body good minerals like magnesium and uh, potassium, all these things, excuse me, that we lack, that's going to help your body to be more resilient to stress. Stress is everywhere. Get in meditation, get in all those things you talked about in the podcast before. 
Prioritizing minerals, talked about this. Magnesium. I love magnesium bicarbonate. I love magnesium um, glycinate at night to help me sleep. I take, I drink magnesium bicarbonate in the afternoon. It's more absorbable and, um, magnesium glycate or glycinate helps you sleep better. So I take two at night and then I, you can also do topical as well in a spray or an oil. Copper is great. B vitamins are great. Those are in red meats, all those kind of things. They're also in eggs. Uh, we talked about this many times before, but I'm just going to drive it home. Um, bee pollen is a great source of copper and B vitamins and then sodium getting enough, um, minerals in like sodium is very, very, very crucial. And I love element L M N T and go on there and get a sample pack. That's what I did first. And then I did, I do raspberry elements on the days that I work out. So I see a huge difference in those getting in good multivitamins. Now little caveat, I do not take a multivitamin. I know, I know. Grass-fed liver is my jam. It is my multivitamin. It is a whole food source packed full. It's nature's multivitamin. Um, I would go slow if you don't do liver normally because it's very, 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 very powerful. So I take the perfect supplements form and I do, I'm, I'm good on four. I do four a day. I take mine in the morning to give me the energy and I feel really, really good for working out and energy, all that kind of thing, all those, all those things. So if you do get on, um, liver, go slow and do one at a time and then add on two and then three and then four, if that works well for you, if not like try grass fed liver itself and you can freeze it after it's been frozen for a couple of weeks, get it grass fed liver locally, freeze it for a couple of weeks, cut it into dice it, dice it up, swallow it whole, like take two a day or whatever, depending on the size of the pill, size of the cut you're dicing up for the liver and chug it back with some coconut water or orange juice or something like that. Um, it's very, very powerful. Uh, it's got iron, it's got B vitamins. It has so many things in it that we really need. Vitamin A, copper, um, and retinol and vitamin A, things like that. And then probiotic. Um, I think everybody should be taking a probiotic unless you're struggling with like overgrowth bacteria. Um, you would know right away if you bloat up, then don't take it. But good spore-based probiotic. I like Just Thrive and then Megabiotics, I believe is the same, another brand that's good. I get probiotic uh, Just Thrive on Amazon uh, or from the company itself. And I love it. I take it once a day on an empty stomach in the morning, right when I wake up, I do my skincare and all that thing, all those. And I go downstairs and I drink water with my probiotic before I eat. Um, empty stomach helps it to be more absorbed. I mean, it's not getting mixed up with your food and digesting that way. So it's very important to take care of your body as a whole, not just get on birth control or mydol or whatever medicine you're taking. You're not meant to live this way. And it's very critical for you to know the phases of your cycle and know that we're different as women and that most studies aren't done on like fitness and medical studies aren't done on women. They're done on men. And so intermittent fasting is great for some men, not women. Low carb diets can be great for some men, not women. Things like this, we don't like training fasted. It's not good for us. It's going to drain your adrenals and raise your cortisol and just jack you up. All these things are contributing. It's a lifestyle change. It's a diet change. It's a look at your body as a whole. And that is why you're probably struggling with PMS and all those issues is because 
we're not taking care of ourselves. And doctors don't talk about this. They just give you a pill. They give you birth control. They give you medication. Taking care of our bodies is a gift and knowledge is power. So I hope that this spoke to you. I'm going to give all the resources in the show notes and help you with those. Go read the books, listen to podcasts, listen um, Bounce Spires is a great uh, group. It's a three sisters on Instagram. I learn a lot from them and they are a wealth of knowledge and they have a, um, I think I believe a membership group, but so good. Dr. Jolene Brighton is amazing. Aviva Ram is amazing. All these people talk about your cycle and we are not men. We are women. We are made differently. We need different things and we need to sink our bodies and our lives around our cycle to be able to thrive and be the women and the moms and the wives that we're called to be. I believe that God has given us this body and this knowledge as power. And I believe that we are meant to share it and use it and live it out. You are meant to thrive, not just survive. So I hope you have a fantastic day reach out to me on Instagram. I want to hear from you. I want to know what spoke to you. What can I help you with? Like, what was an eye opening moment for you? Love you, girl. Thanks for listening always. And I will really try to be better about getting on more podcasts. And my life has been a little crazy right now with being in school and homeschooling and all those things. And I honestly have had to put podcasts on the back burner as I prioritize things in my life, but I hope that you come back for more and I will talk to you soon. Have a fantastic day. God bless. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I would love to hear from you. Would you do me a favor? Would you hop over on Facebook or Instagram and send me a message? I want to hear what you loved about this week's episode and how it impacted you. Then, if you did love it, can you hop over on Instagram and share in your stories this episode and tag me in it. I will be sure to share it on my stories as well. Last thing, make sure you are subscribed so you don't miss an episode. I'll be dropping one every Monday. I appreciate it. Until next time.